Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Let's go and put a low on Shannon and Tamara, who after two and a half years are finally getting along. Like, I'm pissed. I am effing pissed. I am effing pissed. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Everything Iconic with me, Danny Pellegrino. That was a clip from this week's episode of The Real Houses of Orange County. And Shannon Storms Bedore is pissed because Heather Champs Debro is trying to put a low on her and Tamara's relationship. Let's go and put a low on Shannon and Tamara. <laughs> it was making me laugh so hard. I understood what she was saying, but the phrase put a low on me and Tamara was just so funny. You gonna put a low on it? I am pissed. I am pissed. Here's something controversial, though, for everything iconic listeners, and that is the fact that this week in particular, I was, and I hesitate to even say this, I hesitate to even say this, but I'm going to be out loud and proud, and that is that I, Danny Pellegrino, was enjoying Shannon Storm's Bedore this week. I know, I know, but when she was pissed and in that cowboy hat, and here's the reason I was actually trying to analyze my own thoughts, because I normally do not care for Shannon Storm's Bedore, but this week in particular, I was like, I love this woman. And I think it's because I was expecting, particularly in that lake scene, because the gals were in Montana still. They got one in, or how many episodes did they get? Like two and a half episodes out of that Montana trip. And I only bring that up because on some of the other franchises, they go to these gorgeous locales that are out of the country, hundreds of thousands of miles away from where they're normally filming. So remember on Beverly Hills Housewives, I think they went to France or something, and they got like half an episode out of it. Remember that? And here on The Real House of Orange County, they got two and a half episodes out of a Montana trip. That's right, domestic trip, two and a half episodes. So those other gals and them other franchises better step it up. We better not have Splits Richards over in France again, only giving us half an episode of it, a whole trip overseas. And it can't happen. Cannot happen. Anyway, I think when I was watching this episode and they were in Montana, and remember they were in the lake, it was like Casita, Champs Dubrow, and Storms Bedore. They were all in that lake while the other gals were whitewater rafting with that man with the balls out. So when they were in the lake, I was on the edge of my seat, so stressed out, so nervous that Storms Bedore doing lake work was going to be a lot of bits. And you know how I feel with Shannon Storms Bedore and them bits, because I do not turn tune into the Real Housewives to see all of these gals doing bits. And I just felt like that moment in particular, I was so nervous because immediately Casita fell down in the lake. And I think she maybe got a, a fish in her hoo-ha or something. I'm not sure. But she did like a little bit fall in the lake. And I'm like, uh-oh. I got so nervous. I got so nervous because I knew that Storm's Bedore was going to immediately put on her Kathy Ack voice and start doing comedic bits in the lake water. And I got nervous about it because I'm just picturing Shannon Bedore being like, oh, Ack, I fell over it. And then she didn't do it. And so she, they did do little bits. Of course, when they were falling over in that lake, they were doing little, they were a little bitty. They were doing little bitties. Little bitty. <laughs> they were being little bitties in that lake doing little bits. However, it wasn't as aggressive as I was expecting. And so I think that made me turn around on Shannon Storms. And so I was loving her this week. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. I was loving it. And she was pissed. Like, I'm pissed. I'm fucking pissed. Uh, briefly, though, before we get into even more of the episode of The Real Houses of Orange County, I do have to mention the Emmy nominations were announced. And I say that, although we are recapping Bravo here on this podcast today, I'm saying that the Emmy Award nominations came out because it's relevant to our interests this year. Because in the history of Bravo, never has this show been nominated until now. That's right. Vanderpump Rules was nominated for two Emmys. Savings! Savings! Savings is right. That Uber Gold commercial, whatever the fuck that was, that earned them an Emmy nomination. They got two Emmy. The editors got a nomination, and then the show got a nomination for like best unstructured reality for the scandal season. Cannot believe it happened. None of the housewives, I don't think, have ever been nominated, and none of those shows have ever been nominated. Of course, Top Chef gets nominated a lot on Bravo. I think Below Deck might have gotten a nomination somewhere for one of them spinoffs on the 
on the pontoon or wherever the fuck they're sailing now. So I, but this is the first time that Vanderpump rules. So that means forever from this day forth, Sheena Shea is going to be introduced publicly as Sheena Shea, a star of the Emmy nominated show Vanderpump rules. Can you believe it? Can you believe it? Saving. Sheena Shea, she's not technically herself nominated, although she should be a producer on that show because that whole show was kicked off when she was having the affair with Eddie Cibrian and then uh, sat down with Brandy Glanville and then walked back to the kitchen. And she is the star of that show. And so I think she should have gotten herself a nomination, but that's besides the point. The point is that Vanderpump Rules, and they're filming now too. I saw some footage of them filming the next season. Raquel is now signed on. It's being reported. And I've been seeing behind-the-scenes footage. I saw a she-she film with Tom Zinzival outside. I think it was in the Surback Alley. I think I saw them them gas tanks. Remember Shula Schwartz and Katie Maloney? They filmed by them gas tanks, and I was nervous because I thought, if somebody lights a match, we're fucked. And now I see paparazzi or behind-the-scenes footage somebody had taken of a she-she right by them gas tanks. And I'm nervous to put Tom Zinzival by the gas tanks with she-she and them long talents. I'm nervous, so everybody better be careful. We won't get a next season of Vanderpump Rolls. So I know they're filming that. What else is going on? Oh, the other thing I want to mention, this is outside of the Bravo universe, but Britney Spears has announced that she's got a memoir coming out. And I'm so excited to read this. I cannot wait. And we're all on the edge of our seat, ready to read the Britney Spears memoir, Justice for Brit. However, the thing that I want to mention is that it's being released on October, October 24th, which is the same day that my little book is being released, The Jolliest Bunch, which you could pre-order now. And I say that because I was on the phone with my parents last night, and I'm talking to my mom. And whenever I, at nighttime when I talk to my parents, if it's at night, it's usually like, I'm on the phone with my mom, and then my dad's in the background like, what did Dan say? Dan, what did you say? Dan, what, what did you say to your mother? How come you're not talking to me? And I'm like, Dad, be quiet. I'm talking to my mom. And so Linda's on the phone with me, and she... I don't know if anyone else is like this, but with my parents, I have access to their Amazon account because oftentimes my mother has trouble ordering things very quickly. It takes me two seconds to log into their account and order whatever they need from Amazon, right? So I'm on the phone with my mom, and she's telling me about this thing that she ordered. She's not sure if she could return. It's like a thing for a party she was having for outside uh, the tables. And she's like, I ordered it like over a month ago. I was like, Mom, you can return it. I was like, just give me your uh, what it is that you need to return. I'll log in your Amazon account, and I could have the return label emailed to you. So you're just going to print it out. It'll be two seconds. Because I knew that if my mom did that, it would take her an hour to just get the return label from Amazon. So I log in the account. She's like, Dan, can you find it? And the first thing I see at the top of the Amazon uh, page for their account is that they ordered a copy of Britney Spears' upcoming memoir. And not only did they order one copy, my parents ordered two copies of the upcoming Britney Spears memoir. So then I click on the open orders tab because I'm like, oh, they pre-ordered two copies of Britney Spears' book. I wonder how many copies they ordered of my upcoming book. And guess what, ladies and gentlemen, they ordered zero copies of Dan's upcoming book. So I go, ma, what, you ordered two copies of Britney Spears' book? And I was like, did you even pre-order my book? Dan, we meant to, but your father was just clicking buttons. Your father was just clicking things. And her, she kind of got that high voice, you know, when you could tell somebody's lying. I was like, wait a minute, Ma. So you, Dad accidentally was clicking around your Amazon account and you accidentally ordered two copies of Britney Spears' book for pre-order, but you never ordered one copy of your son's book. And she, Dan, we're going to do it right now. Your dad, your dad just clicks buttons. You don't know how to do nothing on that Amazon account. It's a good thing we got your help because you'll have to pre-order the book for, cause we, I, he just clicks buttons. I don't even know. And then stuff comes. And I was like, Matt, how do you accidentally? order two copies of Britney Spears' book, which is called, I think, The Woman in Me. Shout out to Shania Twain. I think that's a Shania reference. However, uh, I was shocked and saddened to find out that my own parents decided, opted not. And I, <laughs> and I know culturally, the world, America, is ready for Britney Spears' book, and they might not quite be ready for my book. So I understand that uh, that's not the priority. And I'm feeling the same way. But however, I think with my parents, I was like, Ma, you're in the book. Dan, your father was just clicking buttons. He don't even know. He's just clicking buttons. Just didn't know what he's doing. Savings. <laughs> just clicking buttons anyway. So hopefully you guys out there will pre-order my book. Because <laughs> my parents aren't. Anyway, uh, let's talk about the Real Houses of Orange County, shall we? Now we open up with... Uh, what was happening last week, which was Casita and Shamps were in the car in Montana, and uh, Shamps was telling Casita, don't call Travis on the phone. Don't call the boyfriend. 
which by the way, did anyone else feel like they were in love with Travis this episode? When he sat down with Gina Casita over uh, later in the episode and he was, he said something, I don't know. I wrote it down. It's uh, later in my notes, but he said something to her that just, I think it made me cry. I mean, it was like so beautiful. We'll get there. But so I fell in love with this Travis. I don't know much about him, but I did really care for him. And I didn't care for Heather Shamsterbro telling Casita, like, don't call this man because I understood what she was saying, like, don't burden him with it. But I think that Casita and Travis are a strong enough relationship that she could call him when she's having a bad time. And look, I think you need your emotional support person. So especially early in a relationship, you might not want to burden someone with your personal problems with your friends. But I think they've been together long enough that it's okay that she calls him when she's sad in Montana around a bonfire. But uh, the one thing that's happening with Casita's vocal fry that we haven't really talked about, have you noticed the vocal fry? By vocal fry, I mean, there's been a couple moments this season where it seems like her voice, uh, it's doing a different thing than I'm used to. And that's not bad. Of course, uh, it's just maybe her evolution in the Real Houses of Orange County. But there was a moment when she was talking to Travis, where she's like, uh, talk about it. Yeah. Do you know what I'm saying? Do you know? Here, let me play a clip of it. I shouldn't be sharing these things with you. With you. And that with you, it went on even longer in the episode, I think. It was like, with you. And then there was another week, uh, a couple weeks ago, where she was trying on jeans or something. She's like, these jeans are better. <laughs> just like a little vocal fry. And it's just not what I'm used to, because I'm not used to, in previous seasons, she's got that voice where she's I'm a New Yorker. You know, it's a different thing. And so I'm just not, it's a new thing that I'm trying to get used to and wrap my brain around, but it's happening more and more. And I felt like we need to talk about it because the vocal fry, it happened again this week. And a couple times it happened, I thought maybe it's just like a passing thing when she was trying on the jeans. I got these jeans. It was like, I was used to her saying, I got these jeans. Yeah, not... I don't know. Did I sound like the Fonz from Happy Days? Unclear. Anyway, it, the vocal fry thing is throwing me a little bit for a loop. And it's just not, it's not expected. And uh, not only that, but also these looks that they're serving in this uh, Montana trip, they're also not what I expected. We'll get there. We'll get there because there was one moment they were wearing high heels around the bonfire. What the fuck was that about? What the fuck? Anyway, uh, they are all in tents in pajamas. They are bonfires, and then they had these tents set up, and then somehow, inexplicably, they had matching pajamas, which was aggressive to my eye, to the naked eye. But before we even uh, put on them pajamas, we find out that Ryan said that he was going to F Tamara. So Ryan, who's Jen's now boyfriend, there's been all these allegations of how they got together and uh, inconsistencies on how they got together, and then also him coming to that gym and just... Apparently, what I'm gathering is that Ryan joined that gym and just was like walking around being like, I'm going to fuck her, going to fuck her, going to fuck her, going to fuck her, going to fuck the owner. And he's just like naming married people. And obviously, Ryan shouldn't be trying to fuck all the married people. That's number one on the list, Ryan. What are you going around? You don't do that. You close to leg, you close your legs to married women. You close your legs to married women. You do not just go around a gym and then like, what's the fuck's going on at Cut Fitness? I know they closed, rest in peace. But what the fuck's going on that some man is just signing up for his membership at the gym and then just audibly, because look, I'll give Ryan the benefit of the doubt. I think most of us, when we join a gym, we look inside that gym and we look around and we say, oh, I'd fuck that person. I'd fuck that person. You know, hypothetical. But you don't necessarily need to voice those opinions out loud, particularly when they're with married people. I go to a gym and I just saw James Marsden. I see him at the gym sometimes. And it's like, of course, in my head, I think, oh, yeah, I'd fuck him, right? <laughs> Emmy nominated James Marsden. Uh, but so you see people who might be married. And in your head, of course, your inner dialogue is that. But Ryan apparently has no inner dialogue because he was just signing up for that gym. And I don't know if he was at the treadmill or the stair step or something. Uh, but at the elliptical, he's yelling, I'm going to fuck the owner of this gym. And Tamara heard it. And so, of course, Tamara is now saying, like, he shouldn't have said that. And he did, she didn't even tell her husband, Eddie. She didn't even tell Eddie that yeah, Ryan walked in the gym and said near the uh, rowing machine that he wanted to fuck Tamara. But apparently uh, he did. And so I, I don't trust that man at all. And then the whole thing with like him accidentally texting his dick pic to this whole fucking phone book. Here's how I think actually that went down. And I could be wrong. So don't take this as fact. I mean, I don't know anything really. <laughs> don't take anything on the show as fact. But I imagine 
that he sent a dick pic to some woman that he was trying to fuck at the gym. Maybe Tamara, maybe some other married woman at the gym, but he's walking around that gym just finding people. And so I imagine he like airdropped his dick at the gym or something. And I think he realized in his head like, oh, fuck, uh, my significant other, Jen, is going to see that I'm like trying to send my dick pic to all these married people. And so then I think he just sent it to a bunch of people which is crazy. But that's what I think happened. I think he knew that he, he either started to get caught or knew that he would get caught. But then I think he did like the craziest option, which was like to send the dick pic to everybody in your phone book. Because as he was explaining it later in the episode and saying like, everybody got that pic, but obviously it was for you, Jen. And the way he said like, of course it was, anyone would read it and know that you're the only one I miss. I was like, this guy is such a liar. Like, he's so clearly lying, and Jen is just receiving that. And I'm thinking, there's no way that that was specifically for Jen. Like, he didn't say in the dick pic text, like, here, this is for you only, Jen. Like, this is, or some sort of inside joke. He just said, like, I miss you, and then it was a pic of his hard dick. And look, I love a dick pic as much as the next scale. Ladies, am I right? However... I don't know that it should say, I think his text said like, I miss you. And then it was like the dick pic because I miss you to me. Did I get that right? Is that what he said in the text with the dick pic? I think he said, I miss you. Could be wrong. So (laughs) again, (laughs) that should be the name of this episode. I could be wrong. Uh, Anyway, I could be wrong, but I think his text said like, I miss you. And then it was just a picture of the hard dick. I'm assuming it was hard, but here's the thing. I miss you is an emotional attachment text, right? I miss you is like an earnest uh, text that you send someone that you're in a relationship with that you, I miss you, right? Like that's how I take a text that says, I miss you. But when you send, I miss you, and then a picture of your junk, I just feel like it, it, it sort of takes away some of the impact of the statement, I miss you. Does that make sense? So I would recommend those of you out there who maybe are thinking about airdropping your dick to everybody in the gym that you go to, I'd maybe just reconsider the I miss you part, or or even if maybe he said something else in the text, but whatever else the other thing that he said in the text was, or whatever the thing that he texted was, I just think it needs to be at least related to the dick pic. Do you get what I mean? So there should be some acknowledgement of, like, here's my junk, and I... um it should explicitly say, here's my junk and I miss you. Or I miss you, so does my junk. Do you get what I mean? Like, there should be some sort of connection, not just I miss you. Do you get it? You get it. You get it. Uh, anyway, I do not trust that man. Apparently, just sitting at the gym. Sitting at the gym just out loud. The audacity of these men. These men just, just walk in a gym be like, I'm gonna fuck her, fuck her, fuck her. Fuck that married woman. Fuck the owner of this gym. And the owner, no less. The owner of the gym. Meanwhile... Uh, Tamara's husband also runs the fucking gym. So what are you doing walking in this place and saying you're going to fuck the women here? I mean, it's just crazy to me. It's crazy. Anyway, over at the campsite, Heather is having some weed. Now, I'm assuming she's having weed and talking about weed on camera because she's going to start a cannabis line. I, You heard it here first. Uh, Tamara's, of course, got the Vena Vena. Which, by the way, I tried that Vena Vena once. Is it Vena Vena? Uh, but there was like a nighttime gummy that I really liked. I don't know if they still carry that or whatever, but it was great. So do recommend that. Uh, but Tamara's got the Vena Vena. And I think Heather's going to start some sort of cannabis line or something with the THC. Because I just don't imagine her. It's something, I was fishy. It was fishy to me. I got my monocle on. I'm onto her. I'm onto that Heather Shamster bro. Uh, but I was also very distracted because they were at a bonfire. And let's just run through some of these outfits at this bonfire because it was shocking. They all look completely insane because uh, keep in mind, they're all in these matching pajamas, but it's cold out. So they have to put things over these matching pajamas. And the rest of the stuff, the wares that they have at this campsite do not match the matching plaid pajamas that they put on. So Jen, the new gal, is wearing high heels at the bonfire. That's right. High heels just walking around. And they were like, looking at her like, what are you wearing those high fields at the bonfire before? But then the rest of them looked fucking insane too because Shannon had a police badge on like she's Woody the Sheriff. I don't know if you caught this, but she just had a police badge or a, a sheriff's badge just pinned to her chest. And uh, you could barely notice it because Casita, meanwhile, next to her is draped in a black fur and a cowboy hat. Tamara's wearing a Gucci snow hat, like something you'd wear when you're skiing, a ski hat. And then they're all in these matching Christmas pajamas from the Magnolia Collection at Target. I mean, what the fuck are they wearing? It was crazy. It was crazy, and I loved it. And just in these tents or yurt, is yurt a word? What's a yurt? (laughs) 
<laughs> Why did the word yurt just come in my head? Anyway, they were, I guess, sleeping in yurts, maybe? I don't know. But it was it was crazy to me. And then they all got drunk. And I think they slept inside because then there was footage of them inside. So did they not? They didn't sleep in the tents then, right? I don't know. There was like this montage of them just being uh, high in Montana inside. And they were all using Tamara's ass as a shot ski, which was also very shocking to me. Because in this high montage, after Heather and uh, Heather made them all smoke weed or asked them all to smoke a little weed with her, then we see them all in this montage going inside. And the only footage from the montage was just like them pouring champagne on Tamara's ass. Did you notice this? It was real quick. It was like the editors didn't have a whole lot of footage to say, oh, look, here our gals are really stoned. And so the only footage they had for this montage was just like them pouring liquor over Tamara's bare ass. I mean, she had underwear on, but they were just, I think Casita was just pouring some champs right over her ass. And I'm not sure that that's what Heather had in mind when she was promoting champs and weed on this show, but that was what was happening inside and Matana. They were just coming in, uh, hobbling in on them heels from the bonfire and then pouring champs on Tamara's ass. I mean, that was just not expected to me. I mean, that woman... (laughs) Do you wonder... uh, I mean, I want to say, does Jen know what she got into? Because she probably didn't expect being at a bonfire, getting stoned, and then pouring some champs on Tamara's ass. But that's what happened when she signed up for The Real Houses of Orange County. But uh, apparently, she's the one wearing high heels at a bonfire. So I shouldn't be that surprised, because uh, that woman obviously knew what she got into, because she had the high heels ready for that bonfire. She's making a s'more in them heels. And then that black fur, Casita's just draped black Casita also had an insane outfit. I think they were at dinner in the last dinner in Montana. She just had, it was like a jacket over it, but she had this dress on with all these cutouts. And I don't know, it was just, the outfits were just, I felt like they were just not on the same page with these outfits. And I love them for it. I love them for it. Uh, The next morning, we see them all wake up. And apparently, Shannon Storm's door had an animal sleeping in in her bedroom. She said it was walking. Now, I think she meant it was like a big bug like a big ass bug, but she had to go. She said she only got a couple episodes or a couple hours of sleep because the thing was coming in. And so an animal slept in the room and I would like to see that footage. Where's that nighttime footage, the night vision camera of the animal. I know she's alluding to it being an insect, but wouldn't it be funny if it was just like that? <laughs> wouldn't you love to see footage of, do you remember that movie signs with uh, that uh, demon and Joaquin Phoenix? I want to point out that I was not talking about Abigail Breslin as the demon from Signs. I was talking about Mel Gibson, but that's not the point. The point is, in that movie, there's the scariest scene ever, which is when it's like footage from a kid's birthday party, and then there's this like alien in the background just like walking through the the birthday footage, and that's what I'm imagining, like Shannon going to bed in Montana, and it's just like this like eerie Signs alien walking, and she's like, "What the fuck is that?" <laughs> She's like, is that an insect? Like, I imagine her seeing, like, the shadow of an alien man from Signs. And she thinks it's an insect. And so then she's got to go to the room uh, with her friends and sleep in the bed with Tamara because she's like, oh, there's some insect there. But wouldn't it be so funny if we got, like, the night vision footage and it was just some alien? Or, like, a producer, just like a real, like, lingering in the background, like, ugh. I don't know. I just uh, would really love that if that was the case. I need the night uh, night vision footage. But she did sleep with Tamara, and that's causing some problems with Shams Dubrow because she's jealous now. She's jealous that Storms and Tamara, and so she's trying to put a low on them. Let's go and put a low on Shannon and Tamara. Because Heather is jealous of it. She's jealous of it. Meanwhile, Jen is on the phone with Ryan. And Ryan, he's like trying to listen to her on the phone when she's in Montana. She's called him a million times on this trip. A million times. I feel like I'm always seeing her on that phone at FaceTime with that demon. But apparently, uh, she tries to cry when she's on the phone with them. She says, in regards to Tamara, she's like, there are just some things that are below the belt. And she's trying to squeak out a tear. So she's like, there are just some things that, and then she takes a long pause, are, and she takes another long pause, below and another long pause. The belt. And the whole time she's taking these pauses, Ryan's on the other line being like, are you going to get the tear out? You know, because he knows that she's trying to, he knows her well enough to know that she's trying to get a tear out on camera and it ain't coming out. And he's on the other line. He's like, okay, babe, like I got to get off the phone. Like I got married women effect. And so he's sitting on the line while she's trying to squeak out a tear. And it was just cracking me up because she could not get that. I think by the end, she might have, they might have put like a drop in her ear or something. <laughs> 
that like alien PA came and just put like a visine drop on her eye. And it was like, okay, that'll work for camera. But uh, she was trying so hard. And you just know, Ryan's like, babe, I got places to go. Like you're out of town. You just know, I mean, allegedly, I do believe that that man, while she's in Montana, that man is for sure trying to fuck some married woman at a gym somewhere. I don't know. He's in like an orange theory class being like, who am I going to fuck today? You know, I just picture (laughs) now that's all I'm going to picture that man just going into like a CrossFit class or Pilates and being like, I'm going to fuck that married woman. I'm going to fuck that married woman and that married woman. Cause that's how I imagine that man operates now. But so you just know when Jen, that's probably why he wanted her to join the show. He knew she was going to go on some cast trips, hoping that they'd send her overseas or something. So he could fuck some married people. Allegedly. I mean, that's apparently what he does. I'm sorry to say that's what I'm at least look, I'm just trying to, I'm trying to make sense of what they're offering us on the show. And that's what I believe. That's what I believe that they're um, offering us is they're telling us that this man has sex with married women. So that's what I'm choosing to believe, choosing to believe that Uh, also in the car ride. uh, So on the car ride. So this morning, then after she talks to Ryan, then all the gals go for their activities and they're being split off into two. And so we got the one car doing the whitewater rafting with the man and his balls out. And then we have the other gals going in a lake for some fishing. Now, this is not how I like to vacation. I just need a book and a beach. I just need to be reading a book somewhere. That's what I want on vacation. I do not need to be doing some lake. I don't like lake water in general. Like, I'm not interested in going near lake water. I'm not really interested in going in ocean water. I'm not really interested in water that's not uh, a shower. I just don't like, I don't like dirty out in the wilderness water, but that's what these people were doing. And on the way, Tamara reveals something very shocking to me that she cannot wear a bandana. She can't put the, she said the bandana just will not fit. Physically will not fit around her head. She's got a big noggin, she says. And so the uh, bandana ain't going around that. Her big old noggin, it just ain't doing it. And so I was nervous because, of course, I'm just excited about all these outfits. When Tamara reveals that she can't put the bandana on, I'm like, well, you're going to look so out of place next to these all uh, these gals who are running around with them cowboy hats looking like the Lady Gaga Joanne album. You're giving me a million reasons to quit the show. And they were all wearing them cowboy hats. Was anyone else thinking of that Lady Gaga Joanne album while they are in Montana? Because <laughs> that's what I was. All them stupid-looking hats. Stupid-looking hats. Oh, and speaking of stupid looking hat, like what the fuck is going on with Splits Richards over in Beverly Hills? Because there are all these rumors and People Magazine reports that her and Marie split. And then she's coming out and saying that they didn't split. And now I'm seeing all these paparazzi videos of her running around town, pumping her gas and uh, hanging out with that Morgan woman. And I don't understand. I, I, do we think it's a publicity stunt? Do we think that Splits Richards and the Beverly Hills Housewives are trying to have their scandal season and their, this whole thing is a made up lie? I mean, I don't want to just put conspiracy theories out there, but it does seem a little fishy to me. It all seems fishy. The whole Splits Richards, Beverly Hills business, they were done filming. And then this whole thing with Mauricio comes out. Meanwhile, he's got a whole other show on Netflix that he's got to be promoting. And there wasn't much buzz about the Real Housewives of uh, Beverly Hills next season. And now suddenly there's all this buzz. And I, I don't know. I, I don't want to be that way. I'm not saying it outright that it's publicity stunt, but I am implying it because something's reading fishy to me. And then even the paparazzi shot, there's like really specific ones of Kyle Richards with like her wedding ring out. And then there's ones where she's not wearing them. I don't know. It's fishy. But meanwhile, every single one of them, she's wearing that fucking hats. Those fucking hats. Stupid looking hat. Them Kibosabi hats. She's got a hundred of them. I mean, every paparazzi photo I see of Splits Richards. She's got a new hat on every goddamn minute. I mean, like, where does she get them? I know she gets them from Kibosabi. I was going to say, where does she get them hats? But she gets them from Kibosabi and Aspen. And they need to cut her off. If bars are able to cut off people for drinking too much, certainly Kyle the Splits Richards needs to be cut off for buying all them hats at Kibosabi. Because somebody needs to say, enough, you got enough hats in that closet. And what's what's Mauricio's show, Buying Beverly Hills? Somebody needs to do a show called Buying Splits Richards Hats and get them out of her hands because she's wearing them in front of every camera, every red light. I've seen her with a new cowboy hat on. Like, she's living in Montana. I mean, what? it's like she's at the gas station. I'm sorry, who's wearing a fucking cowboy hat at the gas station if you're not in Nashville? Los An- I'm sorry, Los Angeles and most other places, by the way. I'm from Ohio, and I'm not certainly not at an Ohio shell seeing people wearing cowboy hats. It's just not a comfortable hat. They're big. You can't even really drive with a cowboy hat on. It's hard. So uh, it falls up against the – and look, I have cowboy hats myself. I'm a cowboy music fan, a country music fan. I love a cowboy hat. 
but there's no one driving around in a car. And I know the cars that Kyle Splits Richards drives. She's got that one weird vehicle with like that, it looks like a go-kart from Mario Kart. Do you know what I'm talking about? You can't wear a cowboy hat in that thing. It'll fly away. And the other cars, the ones that have closed windows, I don't imagine her being comfortable wearing a cowboy hat. So who is wearing so many cowboy hats to the fucking gas station? It's just not happening. And so that's why I think that's actually probably a smoking gun for me. I think that's why I'm so skeptical about this whole Kyle Mauricio business, because I just do not believe that a human is wearing that many cowboy hats around town. You wear, I, you go to a concert, yeah, you wear it. I get it. You go to, uh, on a cast trip to Montana, you uh, pack a cowboy hat. You release an album called Joanne, you put on a cowboy hat. You're giving me a million reasons to quit the show. But Splits Richards wearing that cowboy hat around town in Los Angeles, pumping your gas. Pumping your gas. They just don't buy it. And I don't know. They're also so fucking rich. I just don't know if I even believe that she's pumping her own gas. Ladies, am I right? Because I think that she's probably got assistance. I don't know. Am I being a conspiracy theorist? I certainly want everyone to have a happy, healthy marriage. I just don't. I'm, it's the cowboy hats. They're driving me wild. And they're giving me over a million reasons to quit that show. You're giving me a million reasons to quit the show. Anyway, we should take a break here. We'll come back and talk more about the Real Houses of Orange County. Find me on social media at Danny Pellegrino on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. And I'm on the new threads, too, if you want to get there. And then I'm also recapping. And just like that, we're doing every other episode. So uh, Hannah Brown, who's a friend of the podcast, not the bachelorette Hannah Brown, but our friend, uh, wonderful Hannah Brown, is joining me every other week for those and just like that recap. So you can get them on the podcast feed if you're watching that show, or even if you're not watching that show, listen to our and just like that recaps because we're having a gay old time. Uh, And uh, thank you to ACAST. We'll be right back. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp, and we all carry around different stressors, both big and small. Sometimes the small stressors are the worst for me because I cannot stop thinking about them when I'm trying to sleep or when I'm trying to go about my day. I keep those little things bottled up, and it can start to affect me negatively. Now, therapy is a safe space to get those things off of my chest and figure out how to work through all that stuff. And if you've never benefited from therapy, I think it's time you explore. I think anyone can be helped by going to a professional therapist. It's so incredibly helpful to get those coping skills skills and uh, deal with those stressors. So uh, if you're thinking of starting therapy, you can give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be super convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. All you got to do is fill out this quick, brief questionnaire and you get matched with a licensed therapist and you can switch therapists at any time for no additional charge, which I think is so important. uh, So that way you find someone that you work well with. Now, get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Everything Iconic today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Everything Iconic. Ah, I love that sound, don't you? And that's the sound you're going to hear when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell online, in person, on social media, and beyond. Uh, We use it here at Everything Iconic. Shopify is the best all-in-one commerce platform capable of handling all your business complexity, no matter how big you grow. I think it's fantastic. You're probably thinking, sure, but migrating is going to be a headache, but Shopify's app store has the migration apps you need to migrate all of your products, your orders, your customers, and more uh, from every major e-commerce platform all the way to Shopify. And I always hate when I'm shopping online and I have to re-enter all of my information. Well, Shopify store remembers your shipping address, your payment information. So if you're on the couch and your wallet's on the kitchen counter, you don't have to get up, which is nice. So sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash everything iconic, all lowercase. That's one month for just $1 at shopify.com slash everything iconic. Shopify, S-H-O-P-I-F-Y dot com slash everything iconic. And we're back. Like, I'm pissed. I am effing pissed. I am effing pissed. And I am effing pissed that I was not on that whitewater rafting trip with enough Armstrong, Tamara Judge, and Campfire Heels over there because they were on this whitewater rafting trip with a very hot man, a 23-year-old who's giving me Kenny G vibes and had his balls hanging out the whole time. I like dick. 
I mean, who among us wouldn't want to be in that whitewater rafting trip? They were all looking straight ahead, and I was uh, getting a Kenny G vibe from that man. And so I was so ready to go just listen to some saxophone music after watching that scene, because that man was doing it for me. I was sweating. Matt, turn on the fan! That man was just giving it to me. And I'm not normally interested in men with, like, a long, curly perm. (laughs) It's not normally... It's not usually my type. However, I was looking at that man and I was ready to get myself a saxophone. Get myself a saxophone because he was just giving me that 90s Kenny G early vibe. And uh, he was 23-year-old. And I'm thinking in my head, like, is that style in now? Like, what is Gen Z wearing and doing? Like, I can't even keep up anymore because I'm looking. And he's, they said he's 23 years old. And then he's got the Kenny G look. And I was like, is that in now? Like, do you remember uh, back in the day in the early 90s on Saved by the Bell when uh, Rod Belding came? This was another whitewater rafting trip. So pay attention because there's some parallels here. That's right. On Saved by the Bell, remember Mr. Belding? The creepy principal from Saved by the Bell who used to show up to their houses unannounced or showed up on their vacations unannounced. Remember, he just showed up in Hawaii, the principal of your school. Imagine you're finally getting away for your spring break or your summer vacation to go uh, help uh, save your uncle or grandpa's Hawaiian uh, hotel. And then suddenly your school principal shows up. That man, and he was just showing up willy-nilly at Zach Morris's house. Remember, he would just show up on Zach Morris's bed. And I was like, what the fuck are you doing on the bed, you creep? There's no reason. In the opening credits of Saved by the Bell, when they show the actor who plays Mr. Belding, guess what? One of the shots is just him on Zach Morris's bed, just giving finger guns. And it's like, what the fuck are you doing there? Get off his bed. He's your student. The fuck is going on? Zach Morris, you should not be in his bedroom, Mr. Belding. Anyway, what's even more inappropriate is when the brother, that whole family was fucked up. That Belding family was fucked up. And it's time somebody said it. Blow the lid off that. I'm finally going to speak now. Speak now like Taylor Swift. I'm speaking now. Taylor Swift, you guys, I think I got tickets to the Eras tour. Oh, I'm so excited. Anyway, uh, on the episode of Saved by the Bell, there was a whitewater rafting trip, which is, uh, oddly enough, what happened here on the Real House of Orange County. And guess who was in charge of that whitewater rafting trip? Because I believe I might be getting some of my facts mixed up, but I believe Mr. Belding, the main principal who showed up unannounced to Zach Morris's bed, uh, he couldn't go on this whitewater rafting trip, so he had his uh, sibling, his brother, Rod Belding. Or is it Rod? Or is Rod the main principal? Anyway, it was like the cooler brother of Mr. Belding, the principal, and he showed up, and then they were all getting ready to go on this whitewater rafting trip, and then the brother was like having all the high school students like make out with each other. Do you know what I'm talking about? This was like the creepiest fucking thing that happened on Save of the Bell, and that was a lot of cre- creepy things that happened on Save of the Bell. But the guy who played Mr. Belding's cool brother who's running the whitewater rafting trip, he looked like this 23-year-old gentleman who's running the whitewater rafting trip over on the Real Houses of Orange County. There were some parallels. And so I don't know, maybe there's some sort of time-space continuum or time travel device happening here. I'm not sure. But I believe to be some sort of foul play over on this uh, with this man, this 23-year-old, I forget his name, whitewater rafting guide. But he was hot. And so, look, I don't know. Was the brother of Mr. Belding hot? I don't remember. I think I don't know if he had a perm. I don't think his hair was curly, was it? But he had that long hair and looked like this. Uh, I don't know, my brain. The things that are up in that brain, just not good. We need, might need to get a lobotomy or something because sometimes I think about what's on my brain and it's like not normal. It's, we should need to clear it out. <laughs> wish I could have a garage sale for everything that's in my brain because I need to get rid of some of it. Need to get rid of some of it. Anyway, while they're hooking or while they're whitewater rafting with this man and his balls out, I like dick. The other gals are over doing their fly fishing with an old man. Now, the old man says something about waiter, right? Or waiter. He was saying waiter, but he was saying like waiter, which I don't even know what that word is. But Heather Debro in her confessional, she like kind of makes fun of this old man. And that was making me turn on her because she made fun of this old man for saying waiter because Heather Dubro thought he said waiter, like someone who serves you at a restaurant. And I audibly uh, shouted at the television screen when she said that in confessional and she said uh, some correcting the way that he said waiter. I audibly shouted at the TV, shut the fuck up, which is not something I normally do. You know, I don't like to use that kind of language. Sometimes that ha- uh, happens in my head, right? But I audibly said it aloud while watching alone. I was completely alone watching the Real House of Orange County, and I just shouted, shut the fuck up. 
because I got so mad at her for correcting this man. And she even corrected him to his face, but she was just, I guess she was doing her own bit. She's like, he was saying, Waydar, and she said something like, people need to learn pronunciation. And I was like, Heather, that's when Heather starts to lose me. I like that pretentiousness a little bit sometimes to watch, but then there are moments where she just goes too far, and I'm like, Heather, come on, shut the fuck up. You know, shut the fuck up. Anyway, they were doing some fishing work, and there were lobsters, and there were snappers, and Gina's old accent came out because Casita at one point, she's like, you got snappers in here? Butch, are there lobsters in here? This cowgirl shit is hard. I feel like most of the time, when Casita's not doing that vocal fry voice, most of the time she sounds like uh, in uh, Dory from Finding Nemo when Dory's trying to talk to the whale. And that's how I always imagine Casita communicating in Orange County. She's like, Tamara, are we going to sit down for a talk? But then now she's starting to layer in a little vocal fry. I shouldn't be sharing these things with you. Uh, yeah. And so it's throwing me for a loop. I'm like, which version are we going to get out of her on screen? Meanwhile, we're not even getting hip. Hip ain't even nowhere to be found this episode. Later, she did. we did see her at the modeling job with the daughter. What's the daughter? What's Hip's daughter's name? Uh, Lil Hip. She was in the modeling agency with Lil Hip. And we got to see a scene of them taking the photos together. But that was really all we got. We got as much Lil Hip as we did Big Hip over here on uh, this week's episode of The Real Analysis of Orange County. So that was that was surprising. I'm not even really finding myself missing Hip. Although I do love my hip, but she was gone most of these past couple episodes because she got COVID, couldn't go to Montana. And I just imagine all of the the clothes that she probably had packed for her Montana trip that she didn't get to wear. I mean, was she planning on wearing bandanas and cowboy hats and furs and matching pajamas? Unclear, because we'll never know. Never know. Anyway, at dinner then, uh, this is her last night in Montana, and they do a good and bad of the trip. So I think they called it they didn't call it Rose and Thorn, but it was like Rose and Thorn. I think they called it like Peaks and Valleys or some shit like that. Or Peaks and... It had some other weird name. Anyway, I am noticing, speaking of voices, and I hate to harp on the voices because I, people complain about all of... Everyone's got a weird voice, right? People write me and say, I hate your voice. Or sometimes you accidentally see something online. Somebody will accidentally tag me and I'll be like, I hate Danny's voice. <laughs> And then I get self-conscious about it. But so I, I hesitate to talk about anyone's voice because I get it. My voice can annoy people. Everyone's voices annoy people. But I am noticing that I think Shannon Stearns Vidor, I have this theory in my head that she's vaping because I'm noticing a little bit of a, like, I don't know if maybe she's just tired, but I'm starting to notice more and more and people are heavy vapors, which nothing wrong with that. Do what you got to do. But you can notice because it gets a little scratchy. And so I'm like, is Shannon Storms? I need um, some eyes and ears on that. I need to figure out if Shannon Storms Bedore is vaping. Is she vaping? I need to know. Uh, We do find out from Heather that her high of the trip is shoveling shit. And this is so funny because Heather's high of the trip is shoveling the shit. And it's because she's grateful that other people shovel her shit for her. And she only had to do it for like 10 minutes on this TV show that she stars in. But the fact that she voiced this out loud on the TV show that she's on was just so funny to me because she's like, the best part of my trip was when I shoveled shit because I realized I never have to do that. And there's other people that got to do that for me. And all of the gals are looking at her like, uh... Like, you could tell. Tamara especially, I feel like, because Tamara's been on TV the longest. You know, I think she was like, uh, do you really want to say that on TV? Like, they all were trying to process it in real time. Like, maybe you shouldn't say that. She's not saying the worst thing ever. But it does come across as pretty pretentious for you to say, like, the best part of my day was, or the best part of my, however fucking long they were there, was shoveling the shit in the trailer. Because I don't have to do that normally, and other people have to do that for me. It was just like, oh my god, Heather, shh. I wanted someone, remember uh, Megan King Edmonds, the detective, she was talking once and that woman, Peggy, who was on the show first season, she zipped her lips and she like closed her, she like used her fingers to close her lips, which by the way, don't, uh, I am of the opinion that you should never put your hands on someone's face unless they want you to. But so I would hate if somebody tried to zip my lips with their fingers, but I was almost hoping that at this moment, somebody would have just like that Peggy woman would have just appeared out of nowhere, like the alien from signs and just zipped Heather's lips shut because I felt like she needed somebody to do that because she was saying, oh, so fun to shovel shit on camera because I don't got to do it. And then she says her low was uh, the Tamara and Shannon started connecting. She feels like the odd man out. I did sort of side with Heather. I understood what Heather was saying. And I felt like Shannon and Tamara weren't getting it. And I was like, I it seemed pretty clear to me. Like, she just was feeling left out. 
And I felt like she was putting it more on herself. And I didn't think she was really saying anything bad, but Shannon and Tamara, and I guess that's what makes them good TV stars because immediately Shannon and Tamara were like pissed about it. And I was like, she, she, if anything, I'd have been flattered that my friend was saying they feel left out because they like me so much as a friend and they don't want to feel left out. Like they, they want to be such close friends. They don't feel left out. So I would have been flattered in real life, but it was so funny how Shannon and Tamara just turned around. They're like, we are pissed. Like I'm pissed. I'm fucking pissed. She was fucking pissed. The housewives got to know how to make it about themselves. So then uh, Taylor, uh, enough Armstrong, apologizes to Heather. I missed the IMDb talk. We got a little bit of it this week, but I'm still, I'm missing it because that was so fun. And so I would hope that we bring up that IMDb fight again. And I hope that the cameras followed her, Taylor Armstrong, to film that movie. Because apparently, wait, did you guys see this? Uh, Taylor Armstrong has filmed multiple movies now. She's, that's right. She said in an interview, she filmed like two movies. She's got another one on the way or something. I saw an interview and I was like, how many people are casting Taylor Armstrong in scripted roles? Scripted roles. It's so hard for people to get these roles these days. And now Taylor Armstrong enough is just snatching all them roles, all them scripted roles. Look out, Meryl. Look out. I mean, is she even sag? Because now there's, I don't know what's happening. There might be a, an actor's strike. And I'm concerned because Taylor Armstrong is going to be out of work for a while if she's getting all this work. It's a scripted world. And so who knows what's going to happen? I wonder if she'll be on the picket lines. I wonder if Taylor Armstrong is just going to be picking in with SAG. Or <laughs> Could you imagine? I hope she is. I don't know if she... I mean, are the production she's in, are they... Are they union production? I don't know. We're going to have to figure all that out. we got lots of things to figure out. Uh, Shannon uh, blew up at the table, though. And, the, of course, she's like, I'm pissed. Uh, Taylor apologizes to Heather. Gina, this is where she's wearing that outfit with the cutouts in the stomach, but, like, with the jacket over. And she cries. She cries. I think Casita's doing a lot of housewifery this season. And I'm liking it. I, I am liking Casita this season. You, I told you, I'm in my Casita. Or she was on the podcast last week. And I confronted her. I said, are you okay with me calling you Casita? Anyway, you can listen to that interview with me and Gina Casita on the podcast feed now. Uh, but she cries. And then she sort of snaps at Heather. And I, I was on her side with this, too. She's like, "Why?" Uh, Gina, uh, Heather told Gina that Travis is not going to put up with you for that long. And I just thought the way that she said it. And they were all saying that. Shannon said something, too, about, like, you better stop talking. <laughs> You're going to make him leave. And I thought, that's not something you say to someone. Because if that man doesn't want to accept Casita for who she is, then he doesn't deserve Casita. That's how I am take it. Because I know early in a relationship, you don't want to throw out all your red flags. So you might want to try to hide them for a little while. But again, her and Travis have been around long enough that he needs to know all her red flags. And so if he can't handle her red flags, then get out of there. Get out of the kitchen. Uh, anyway, then we got back to Orange County. Eddie and Tamara are hiking Eddie is head to toe in Cut Fitness merch, which I don't, or I think his shirt said Beast, but it looked like the same logo as Cut Fitness. And I, I hate to give business advice, but I do think they need to change their wardrobe to Cut Fitness, uh, from Cut Fitness to Vena Vena CBD. Like she should be advertising that because Cut Fitness is closed, and we're seeing so much Cut Fitness logoage. And I'm like, we can't even get in that business because it's closed. So we need to, if we're going to be promoting our businesses, which I do have to reiterate that I think that Bravo needs to put a ban on it. I think they need to put a ban and you can't wear logoed stuff. I don't care that it's your logo thing. And I say that as someone who, if I was on one of these shows, I'd want to promote my own brands, but I don't like seeing the business merch. And I particularly don't like seeing business merch for something that I can't even get because I'm someone who's easily bamboozled. So when I see them wearing stuff, then uh, I'm like, oh, I got to look up that business. But I can't even do nothing with Cut Fitness. So let's get out of the Cut Fitness merch and let's get into some Vina Vena uh, CBD. Start advertising them sleep gummies because those are something people could buy. And so I hope that, I don't know, they fix that. Fix that. Tamara uh, tells Eddie, though, that Ryan wanted to fuck her. And so he said that he heard at a party, Eddie heard at a party, that this is what that man does. So apparently, even the people at these dinner parties are talking about it, about this Ryan man wanting to fuck everyone's uh, wife. And so he should maybe scale back this Ryan. I don't know. If everybody's talking about it, it's at parties, and you're walking in the gym saying about how you want to fuck everybody at the gym who's married, then maybe it's, it's something you need to work on. Maybe you just need maybe talk to somebody. Can we get a somebody a professional? And I'm concerned for Jen because Jen shouldn't be in a relationship with this man who's just trying to fuck all these married people. And I don't know. I don't know. Tamara did bring up uh, Brooks and Vicky, though. Ah, oh, I loved it. 
when they showed that flashback of Vicky Brooks and Tamara uh, fighting with each other in the evil eye, and it was the same episode as when uh, Vicky yells at Tamara, she's like, you're my friend, my soulmate, my sister. Ah, you guys, that was a golden era. Golden era. And I just knew, the thing that I got so excited about was that uh, we have Vicky on the horizon. And look, I know, I've said it before on the podcast that I'm excited for Vicky to return this season. And I've got a lot of messages saying, like, how dare you? How dare you want Vicky's return? And look, I'm not always proud of these things that I want. No one is. We're human. So we're not always supposed to be proud of the things that our heart wants. But my heart wants Vicky Gumbelson back on this program. Okay? And so that's my truth. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Do I think she's a good human being? But do I want to watch her on my TV? I certainly do. I certainly at least want to catch up with her. And so I'm sorry. Do not yell at me in the DMs. I get that. I get that that's problematic that I want Vicky Gumbelson back on this program. But I do. It's who I am. And so get over it. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Okay, so then we have that scene with Hip and Lil Hip. And Lil Hip modeling. She has to dance. And then Hip makes fun of Shane. That's all we get. That's all we got. Just, uh, I know we got a quick minute of hip just like being mean to her husband. And then he, he wasn't even in the scene. She's just like, he's so fucking short. <laughs> that was funny. Just the one moment that a hip was on screen. She's like, my husband's so fucking short. And then they showed some sort of like, didn't they show a picture of him being short or something? I don't know. They were just like making fun of his height. And I was like, poor Shane, even on this show this week. And then the one scene that hip's in, she's just like, my, uh, my daughter's modeling and my husband's a short ass. And I was like, oh, that's interesting. That's all they use of her. Anyway, then we see Ryan's house. And I was so nervous. I was so nervous to touch down in Ryan's house. Uh, because uh, speaking of hats, they were also wearing a lot of hats, which I, I was fishy. This might be a reason I'm fishy about them. All these stupid looking hats. Stupid looking hat. Because they were in a scene at Ryan's house. And I'm thinking, like, who's lounging around their house in a hat, right? Like, if, I get that there's cameras there, and maybe they didn't want to do their hair, and so they're like, let's put a hat on. But there's something that makes me uncomfortable, and it happens on the housewives a lot. Like, they're always wearing hats in their casual at-home scenes. And is anyone among us actually wearing hats at home when you're sitting talking to your husband? It just reads as false. Again, I understand they're on camera, and so... Maybe they didn't want to hire the hair person for the day. And so they're like, let me just throw on a fucking hat. But it it feels, it makes me feel off, like I'm in an un- uncanny valley area. But she's also, oh, this is another reason why I'm turning on this Jen, because she was drinking out of a Ray Dunn mug. And the Ray Dunn, I don't know if you know who Ray Dunn is. For those of you who are unaware, it's a popular brand that's at Home Goods. You know, my my favorite place on earth is Home Goods. And you walk in there and there's like whole aisles dedicated to this Ray Dunn. And so you'll find coffee mugs and cookie jars and serving trays that just say different phrases on it in this very, uh, um, how do I describe the font? There's a very specific Ray Dunn font and it quite frankly needs to be stopped. Somebody needs to erase that font from the computer systems. I know Microsoft, are you listening? Can we start shipping computers and various technology devices without that font? Because I I do not want to see that font. The Ray Dunn font, I get shivers up my spine even just thinking about it. Because at one time, years ago, you'd walk into Home Goods and you'd see it and you'd think it looked cute. But now everybody started getting the Ray Dunn and it became this like crazy, cultish following. And so I'm going to probably get letters. Just by me saying this on the podcast, you better watch out. It's like I'm speaking up against Scientology because people are going to come after me because I know the Ray Dunn cult is it does not like to hear bad things about it. But I just think we've taken the Ray Dunn thing way too far, way too far. And so we need to delete the font. Just delete it. Strike it. Strike it from the computers. Apple, can we strike it from the phones? Can we strike? There's got to be a way to put an end to this because I also have a problem with I want everyone to make a buck. And maybe this is just out of jealousy that I have this problem, but the amount of millions that that person, Ray, must have made off the Ray Dunn stuff, and none of it is very, how do I say this? None of it's like cute designs or anything. It's just a fucking coffee mug that's a, a cream colored with the font on it. And it just says like, be you or hey mama. You know, like that's what I do have a hey mama mug in Ray Dunn. And I'm sorry about that, but I do have one Ray Dunn mug. Uh, however, some of these people started outfitting their whole houses with Ray Dunn. And so every corner you turn, you see the Ray Dunn font and it's like chilling and I'm pissed. Like I'm pissed. So we just need to stop. We need to stop the Ray Dunn. I've had enough Ray. R-A-E. That's how she spells the name. I think it's a, a woman. And so I, I don't even know if I was focused on what 
I guess Jen was telling Ryan about him wanting to fuck her uh, or Tamara at the gym. And But I was so focused on that Ray Dunn mug that just said, be honest. Meanwhile, I'm thinking the two of these people aren't being honest at all. I feel like if anyone's being honest, it's not these two holding the Ray Dunn Be Honest mug. They need to go back to Home Goods and get something that says, we're liars. They need to get a serving a coffee mug or a serving tray that just says in the Ray Dunn font, like, we're fucking liars. Or Ryan could have a mug that just says, I want to fuck Tamara, or I fuck married women, or allegedly, allegedly. Everything I say on this podcast is alleged, because I don't want that man coming after me. I do not want it. Okay, so then uh, I guess they talk about this, and they talk about another Heather. I was confused about this other Heather person who went to this gym. Jen says, I'm thinking a lot of thoughts. That was a quote, a direct quote. I wrote that down. She said, I'm thinking a lot of thoughts. And I was like, I hope so. I hope so. I hope if you're thinking that they're thoughts, because I don't think you should be thinking other things. You should be thinking thoughts. But she said that out loud. I'm thinking thoughts. I'm thinking a lot of thoughts, she says. I'm thinking a lot of thoughts. Then, <laughs> then she brought up that dick pic situation. I like dick. And she, Ryan's like, you knew it was to you, but I sent it to everyone. And it did say, I miss you. I wrote that down. Ryan said everyone is, I, he sort of implies that everyone's just jealous of their relationship. And I thought, nope, I don't think so. Jen, this is a good, here's the thing with this Jen and Ryan situation. It's making her a good house. This is a good housewife. Like I want Jen and Ryan to stick around because I'm, I got so many questions about these two. So although I'm very skeptical and I do think that that man is a demon, I do want them to stick around. I want to see it unfold because guess what? We're going to see some crazy stuff out of those two. I believe it. We're just scratching the surface. And I actually have a theory that Bravo is making them look more even uh, calm, cool, and collected than they probably really are. Does that make sense? Like, I don't think they wanted to go full uh, to a full, uh, like a full Bronwyn, right? Like, I don't, I don't think they wanted to go full. They wanted to sort of like ease us into Jen and Ryan. Does that make sense? And so I think that if anything, we're just scratching the surface of these two Ray Dunn lovers. We are just scratching the surface. That campfire high heel woman and the man who's just walking into a gym saying, I want to fuck everybody. We're just scratching the surface, baby. So buckle up, buttercup. Because uh, these two are going to be around for a while. These, this is not a one and done, I do not believe. This is someone who's sticking around. Sticking around. Uh, okay, so then we have the scene at um, Casita's house with the the boyfriend. or The, hus- the husband, boyfriend? Are they together uh, legally? I don't know. But they do have some delivery. I actually, they are so bold. They are so bold for this because they were eating noodles with chopsticks on camera. And I say that because it's like, I'd be so nervous to eat almost anything on camera. If I'm filming a TV show, I do not want to be eating on camera. I often think about all these chicken wing promo things that these celebrities have to do. You know, they have to go, when they're promoting a movie now, the celebrities have to go on Hot Ones, which is where they eat hot chicken wings. And then there's some other one where they have to eat some other chicken with some gal who asks some questions. And the A-listers are doing it, so Jennifer Lawrence has got to go eat some chicken on camera while somebody's asking her questions. And and me as a celebrity, if I'm Julia fucking Roberts, I'm not going to want to eat chicken on camera. I'm sorry. So I would not want to eat anything on camera, but particularly noodles. Noodles in general is hard to eat. I love me some noodles. Love my carbs. I'm an Italian man. I love me some noodles and some pasta. But I'm not going to be eating that on camera because it's no easy way to do it. Even Julia Roberts, when she was doing Eat, Pray, Love, and she had to eat them noodles and pizza on camera, I just know she did a 100 fucking takes of those because it's not easy to just eat the piece of pizza or some noodles on camera. And so here comes Casita and Travis just eating noodles on camera with chopsticks. They're not even using a, a fork, which is maybe the utensil I would uh, assume they're more comfortable with. And it was like a ramen noodle. I, I think some sort of, I think it might have been ramen. But it was, whew, they are brave. They're braver than the Marines. Braver than the Marines to have these two with a camera in their kitchen. Camera in the kitchen just eating noodles on camera. Shocking. Shocking. Oh, and then we got a jump scare when Travis was in the confessional. He seems nice, though. I love him. I love him. Oh, he says, this is the thing that made me cry. He says regarding Gina leaning too much on him. He says uh, he she can lean on him some more because he's got pretty strong shoulders. Uh, that needs to be in a rom-com. I, I'm not even kidding you guys. I don't know. Maybe I was just extra emotional or, or crying because my parents pre-ordered two copies of Britney Spears' book instead of one copy of my own. However, I was starting to cry. I was tearing up. I was like, oh my God, what a sweet man. What a sweet thing to say. 
and maybe he's a demon and we'll probably find out more and, and I'll regret, uh, come to regret saying this because as I've maybe said on this podcast before, we, you got to be careful with the men that you say nice things about publicly because they come back to bite you in the ass. Cough, Tom Zinsvold, cough. So I got to be careful. And here I am saying nice things about this Travis fellow. And then uh, it come to find out he might be a demon. But for now, uh, Casita is pissed at Champs Dubro. And this Travis man is a man that I'm loving. Because he said, she can lean on my shoulders some more because I got pretty strong shoulders. Oh, I loved it. I love decorating the house and getting furniture, but sometimes it could be overwhelming to design a space. And so luckily, I'm here to tell you about a company called Cozy. Now, Cozy is fantastic, a North American company that thoughtfully designs furniture made for modern living. Now, Cozy strives to provide the best furniture shopping experience with elegant, super high quality products, plus fast delivery and easy assembly, which is really important to me because I do not like putting together furniture. So the easier, the better for me. Now, Cozy offers a beautiful, customizable sofas and sectionals that are made to adapt in time. This means customers can add seats to the sofas over time. Maybe if you're extending your family, you might want more space on the couch. Cozy also offers a great range of coffee tables, washable rugs, wall shelving, credenzas, TV stands, and accessories. So much. It's thoughtfully designed furniture made for modern living. There's an outdoor sofa and tables collection that is fantastic. It's called the Mistral. So you can choose the perfect sofa configuration for your outdoor setup. Uh, Cozy also opened its first retail space on Queen Street in Toronto to push the experience to the next level and allow customers to engage physically with the products. So transform your living space today with Cozy. Visit Cozy.com, spelled C-O-Z-E-Y, to start customizing your furniture today. Again, that's Cozy, C-O-Z-E-Y, dot com. Want to get a chiseled look in the jawline? Sculpt and shape your jawline with added volume from Juvederm Volux XC. Juvederm Volux XC is an injectable gel specifically designed to be robust enough to improve moderate to severe loss of jawline definition. And it is the first and only hyaluronic acid filler approved for the jawline. Add volume to your jawline for a chiseled look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M dot com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Next week on the show, uh, The Real Houses of Orange County, we get more boat antics. We see Tamara versus Jen seems to blow up. I'm very excited. Very excited about this season of The Orange County Housewives. And what else is going on? Did you guys see the uh, Luann and Sonia show? Ah, uh, Luann and Sonia show. Go catch up. Go catch up because that show, they go to Benton, Illinois, and it's just the most delightful time. They sent me a, a few episodes, first few episodes, and they're all so, it's uh, to me, the funniest show on television. And speaking of Emmys, Earlier, they need to be getting that Emmy next season. I better see Sonia Tremont Morgan and Luann de la Seps accepting their gold statue on behalf of Crappy Lake because that spinoff show is fantastic. It's so fucking funny. And just seeing them seeing them try to have sex with these people who live in this town and then Luann's catching a catfish and they're, uh, it's just the most delightful thing I think I've ever seen in my whole life. And I was so skeptical. I was so skeptical that they were doing this half hour comedy because I've said before, I like, when they're accidentally funny. And I thought they're going to be leaning into the comedy, but yet it works perfectly. And so they, I'm, I'm, I was wrong. I'm not always right. So Crappy Lake, my favorite show on television now. I love it, love it, love it. Oh, Summer House, Martha's Vineyard got picked up. That's some other good Bravo news because I like that show, season one. And so season two, we're finally getting uh, a season two of a new show because a lot of these new shows are coming and then you like them, and then they're not picked up for a second season. So Summer House, Martha's Vineyard. Very excited. If you haven't caught up, you can watch it, and you can know that it's coming back for season two. So that's exciting. Uh, the Bear, I'm done with The Bear. If you haven't watched The Bear, it's very anxiety-inducing, but I love it. I just finished it, and it's just, I loved it. I loved it. Chicago guy. I'm a Midwesterner. I lived in Chicago for a couple of years, and so seeing the restaurant scene in The Bear just brings me joy, even though the show is so anxiety-inducing. I think it's like the most brilliant thing on television. Ah, I love it. And they got nominated for a bunch of Emmys, too. So thank God. Anyway, 
Uh, I love you all so much for listening. Again, uh, catch up on everything iconic and wherever you listen to the podcast, hit subscribe or follow. Really helps us out a lot. Listen to the And Just Like That recaps. We'll have another one late next week after the new episode next week of And Just Like That. We'll have a new recap of that next week. I believe Thursday or, or, or by end of day on Friday. We'll have a new one of those. Okay. Love you all so much for listening. Shall we do our cheesy little cool down? We all need a little breather, don't we? We need a little cheesy cool down. So let's take a deep breath in and hold it. Oh, breathe out. Breathe it out. Breathe it out. Let's take one more deep breath in today and hold it. Oh, let's take a deep breath out. And just relax. Go about your days. Love you all so much for listening. And uh, yeah, bye-bye.